Hey everybody, what is up? Happy 2017. It is your friend, Jonathan Pearson and... Dustin Bates, coming from you live. Well, well, I, actually, not live. Yeah, actually, whatever you downloaded this on, we're coming to you from that. But we're here now, live. So, we're going to start off a new year. Uh, 2017 with um, something that hopefully most of you aren't dealing with already this early in the year. But we're going to talk about if it's not challenging you, it's not changing you. How can we become people and leaders that let our challenges not just be something that we despise, but let them be something that change us? The truth is, is as leaders, it's our job, it's up to us to uh, to be people that change. And a lot of times when we get to a certain spot in our leadership, no longer are people pouring into us, no longer are we the ones who are receiving the coaching, the ideas, but we're the ones giving them out. And so when those challenges hit, we have a couple of different choices. We can either allow them to make us bitter or we can make let, allow them to um, change us. So today we're just going to go through really quickly five ways to let challenge change you and not choke you. You see the C words, Dustin? See what we did there? I, I like that. I like that. I like keeping things rhyming. I'm, I'm big into rhyming right now. I have a two-year-old, so uh, as do you, actually. So I, I like things that rhyme. Yeah, and um, but not because we're great rappers or anything. It has nothing to do with our rapping capabilities. That's right, because I might can rhyme, but I don't have time. That was a free one, folks. You can take that with you wherever you go. Take it to parties. You will be the life of it, I assure you. I like to talk in rhyme most of the time. So That's with right. that, let's dive in. And these will be in the show notes, these five things. But we're just going to kind of kind of talk banter back and forth here. And uh, we'll, see, we'll see where this takes us. Number one, how do you let what challenged you change you and not choke you? Number one is um, be grateful. Dustin, one of the things um, that I try to do each year is I kind of try to come around um, a word every year. And one of my words this year is gratitude. I want to be someone who is, who is grateful, who's grateful um, no matter what comes their way, no matter what they're doing, um, is grateful in all circumstances. As a matter of fact, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 has been something I've been trying to remember. Uh, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And so that's really one of the key ways, I think, that we allow challenges to change us is we approach them not from a place of hating them, even though they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hurt us a little bit. We come from a place um, of being of being grateful, and I really do believe that gratitude opens the door for gain. I think um, from a spiritual perspective, until we become grateful for what we have, God's not going to give us more. Um, and so I think it's it's that way in our leadership as well. Uh, and when crisis happens, we can look at things from a position of let me find what I can be grateful for, and let me move from that place rather than beginning with what's broken and moving from that place. Because if, if you come from that place of what's broken, you're going to do nothing but take bitterness into there. But if you take if you come from the place of, I'm happy, I'm, I'm grateful for where I am, I'm grateful for what's happened, I'm grateful for the opportunity to learn, that kind of changes your perspective on everything. Yeah. Well, on a practical level, how I've done this and, and implemented this in my life over the past year or so is I actually heard this in a sermon from another pastor is – uh, write notes. I'm not a big journaler, but I have uh, tried to discipline myself into taking notes on th- simple things to be grateful for, you know, and not to not to cheese it up, but you know, I mean, it is it is health, it's blessings, you know, 
um, certainly having a, a wonderful family and things. And so when you look at the challenges ahead of you, I think it's good to have written down somewhere something that you have taken the time out of your out of your busy schedule, maybe it's late at night or something where you're just sitting down and say, you know, Lord, you have blessed me in so many things. Um, and even even this challenge or challenges multiple, often it's just not just one thing in our life, of 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 how I'm grateful for these things. Because if not, uh, you lead into bitterness and you and you can even lead into complacency. So I think writing those things down and keep them to the forefront and and then you can even see the change because something that may seem like a challenge now actually might become one of the things that you're grateful for down the road yeah and, and seeing the progression and, and one of the one of the knots kind of on the younger generation is kind of this entitlement mindset i actually talked about that that in next up um the book i wrote i'll link that in the show notes shameless plug um but that's entitlement's kind of one of the um one of the things that our generation i think is known for and i think we we, we get it honest but i think entitlement comes because we're not grateful for what we have. True thankfulness doesn't say, what can I do to get more or I deserve more. True gratefulness and true gratitude says, I don't even deserve what I have. And so when we think about that in our view of our relationships, in our view of our leadership, and even a spiritual perspective, when we think about that, I don't even deserve what we have, we can move to a different place and we treat people differently along the way. Dustin, one of the things that I've kind of started since the beginning of the new year is I have actually have a task in my task list every day and it's called a thankful log. And so every day mm. I, I put three things in there that I'm thankful for that day. And that, that, that doesn't have to be your thing or the way that you do it, but it, it, I make a new comment on the task each day of what I'm thankful for that day so that I can, and, and there's been days already where I've gone back, I've made those notes in the morning and by afternoon I've gone back to look at those things and just kind of, kind of realign myself around um, one of those key words for me, which is gratitude and just so that I can remember this is some stuff that I thank God for this morning. And it's still, it's still true no matter what happens, no matter what I'm dealing with, no matter what I'm going through. Yeah. And I think, uh, last thing before we can, then we can move on. But, uh, from a, from a leadership standpoint, people, people will follow a grateful leader, but they will not follow an entitled leader. Um, because entitlement isn't just, um, you know, personal thing that, that, that moves into how you view and how you talk about and how, how you treat you other people, yeah. how you treat other people. Yeah, and absolutely. so I think certainly as leaders, um, you know, we need to be grateful for the people that we have. Oftentimes they can be the challenge themselves, but you know, we're grateful because somewhere along the line, somebody took a chance on us, somebody, you know, put the energy into us. I mean, so I think from a leadership standpoint, we are, we're never to be entitled. We're always to be grateful. Yeah, that's good. Uh, number two is, um, uh, number one is be grateful. Number two is keep the goal in mind. Or, I mean, from a leadership perspective, you might say keep um, the vision in mind. And, and, and where, we're, where we're going with this is is you can allow a challenge to change you when you keep the goal in mind. Um, and you can push through the challenges because you see the bigger picture. If I'm on my way on a cross-country trip and I take a small wrong turn in my hometown, it's really not going to be that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things because I have a much bigger trip that I'm taking. But if I'm on my way, my way to the grocery store and I take a wrong turn, it feels like it sets me back a lot further because it, it, it doubles mm -hmm. the time it takes for me to get there. And so when we can kind of keep the bigger trip, the bigger goal, the bigger um, the bigger vision in perspective, those little minor setbacks, those challenges that they may seem like a big deal, but in the grand scheme of things, they're, they're really not that big 
of a thing. My vision is bigger than just here and now. My vision is bigger than just the next event that I'm trying to coordinate. My my vision is bigger than just my kids trying to get potty trained. My vision is bigger than that. And so my frustration now can become more of something for me to learn from when I realize that it's a part of a of a bigger plan. It, it, it becomes more like a minor setback. It's it's like the scratch that gets on your car door. Well if you're only if you're only looking at your car door, that scratch looks huge. But if you start mm-hmm. to walk around the entire car, you lose that scratch because there's so much more real estate there. And so we have to keep that big vision in, in, our, in our mind. And I think, Dustin, honestly, I think this is one of those things that separates the great leaders from the from the, kind of just the average leaders or from just the managers and from just the doers. Is yeah. They look at those little things and they see those as, as they're, certainly, um, they're certainly bumps in the road, but they're bumps in the road that they can learn from and they're bumps in the road that they look at with um, – with 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 opportunity because they see the overall vision and they know that's not just it yeah and i think that honestly it really does come back to even what we're talking about with number one being grateful you know if you if you don't keep the end in mind you will begin to look for somebody else to blame you know you'll look for some uh some situation to blame you know the 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 people i'm trying to lead uh, are the problem or, you know, the situation was a problem or nobody could have foreseen that, but you're right. Great leaders, what separates honestly, even good leaders to great leaders. And I think this goes for all of us, you know, we're still young. So I want to be a great leader, not just good, but it's, it's fighting through the obstacles because it's really what they are. Um, they're not, they're not, a, you know, the end, right. they're just something to overcome on the way. And often the greatest things in the world, as we know, come with, overcoming obstacles. I mean, we love those stories, but so often we hate to live them. Yeah. And, and one of the things I think that great leaders do is they see those little minor setbacks and they see those not as opportunity to fall off the wagon or opportunity to, to give up, but they actually see those, those as opportunities to almost refine um, yeah. and to almost refocus. And so what it becomes is it becomes this minor setback that was could have possibly taken you out, and it becomes something that actually strengthens you and your organization. If you have a financial crisis or if you have something that goes wrong or if you have something that fails, it can really kind of recenter everyone around the main vision because they see that mm-hmm. little bump, and they're like, oh, we've got to refocus this thing. We've got to we, – we've got to – it's about more than this. And so it can actually be something that does change you and not choke you. Yeah, because I would, I would actually – say, I don't know if I've ever heard it stated, but I think the biggest threat to vision isn't the obstacles and challenges, it's complacency. And so in reality, one of the most dangerous things you can do is hope for easy coasting because otherwise it's easier to slightly veer. But when you're having to climb, you know, climb the big obstacle, climb the hill, use, use that as, as leverage, use that as energy, you know, because as cheesy as it sounds, you know, when you go up the mountain you know, you're always going to have to come back down. You know, there's going to be that momentum of, of conquering whatever that is and then to use that as fuel to, to, to tackle the next challenge. But, you know, complacency is so dangerous and it slips in so easily. And so really we need to be challenged and we need to be challenging our team. We need to, you know, be looking for things to try to accomplish and not just hope that it's going to be easy sailing because really that's not what yeah. builds great teams, organizations, or people. Uh, when, while we're recording this, Clemson has just won the national football championship, which 
as a Gamecock fan, as, as their rivals fan, I'm getting tired of hearing about. But anyway, but one of the things <laughs> that the best things that most people say happened to Clemson's football season this year is um, is actually when they lost a game because it That's was true. something that they realized. You know, our vision is still in our vision is still in sight. But what this has caused us to do is it's really caused us to, to have to to have to make some changes to what we're doing and to have to reca- kind of refocus that we're not invincible. And so I think um, the people that really use um, challenge to change them, they're people that realize that kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. That's a good, good example. Number three is keep people first. And mm. Dustin, I think – I think this is one of the biggest ones on here um, because when we realize that our goal is ultimately people and not just what we do and not just accomplishing a task and not just drawing a paycheck, it really does broaden our perspective. And so no longer does a challenge um, really mean that we crumble, but it means that we just are able to walk through people, uh, walk through things with people even better. We have to realize that people um, are the goal. It's not just the end product. It's not just the project we're trying to manage. It's just not um, our department. It's just not whatever we're leading. It's not just, but it, but it's, it's people and that's really the goal. And so, um, and so I, th- I think anytime we go back to and re- recalculate against uh, or recalibrate and look at what really matters at the end of the day, if we're impacting people, the challenge mm-hmm. is worth it. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, this is one that we could talk about um, almost for a whole nother podcast of of, of people and, and, and how they operate with challenges. But I think this even comes back to us as a leader. You need to be surrounded by good people so you can then serve people well. And so although people often can be the challenge, uh, for leaders it's easy to want to just uh, pull away or, or not have to deal, you know, or, or even set up structures to, to be surrounded by people. But I have certainly personally learned, and then by watching so many other people, the successful people um, who have longevity in their careers, their personal life, all of those things, um, they're surrounded by good people too. And so they're still putting people first above them and below them. And I think that's an important thing when it comes to challenges because you need people speaking to you, uh, preaching to you, if you will. Uh, you can't do it alone. Yeah, and I think a lot of times the tendency in challenge is to withdraw from people too, and yeah. what that does is that leaves because it can on, be a little invasive. Yeah, it, that that leaves you on an island, um, especially if it's something that you're doing or something you feel like you're it's your fault. Or I think you well, can nobody be, nobody understands really what's what this feels like or yeah how hard this is. Yeah, it can be really easy to retreat and 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 withdraw from everything, but but keep people first, keep them um, keep them the main product. At the end of the day, leader person. Christian, um, non-Christian, whatever it is, I think uh, all of humanity really cares deeply about people, and so that's the um, that's the most important thing. So don't forget that. All right, number four is practice patience. Now this my favorite, to be honest. Yes, 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 it is. I, I, honestly, this is this is probably the least but also maybe the most important and by practice patience i don't just mean with whatever you're trying to accomplish that's having the setback but also with the people around you dustin i don't even like to wait in line for food and i really love food actually one of the funny stories you probably told is how you don't like to wait for your gas tank to finish filling up at the gas station yes so if, if there is ever a definition of impatience i think i'm impatient 
but I generally don't go nope too long. Yeah, I, I, and what Dustin's talking about is there's a lot of times where if I'm at the gas pump and I'm on empty, depending on how fast the gas tank or gas pump is pumping is ultimately how much gas I'm going to get. So if you have a slow gas pump, I will only get $10 worth, and then I'll try it again later. Or if you have a fast gas pump and I get tired around $20, I will cut it off then too. Um, but one of the ways that a challenge can change you is when you're patient. And and one of the things we have to remember, Dustin, I think it's really it's really easy for us as young leaders to forget. But things aren't as bad as they seem and things aren't as good as they seem. And so if we can pause for a moment when things seem to be going rough or when people don't seem to be doing their job or when people don't seem to be giving it their all like we want them to, when we can pause and we can recalibrate ourselves and we can be patient just for a moment, usually we can realize that things aren't as bad as they seem. And what that will do is that will give us an opportunity to stop and to react to the people around us in the right way and also to recalibrate everything around us um, and, and get it going back in a direction that's right and not just because the tendency is when things go wrong is to just kind of bust crap open. But mm-hmm. patience means I pause and I kind of evaluate everything around me and the people around me, and I'm patient with them as well. Yeah. Uh, one of the – a personal example of one of the things I'm learning is that um, sometimes regardless of how great the plan is, you really do need to be patient uh, for either, A, the people around you to to catch up with you or to be trained um, to, to accomplish the task or having to wait for the right people. And so I think um, wherever you are, it is so easy to want to uh, force situations or, 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 you know, lower your head and just push through mm-hmm. the challenge. Um, but at the end of the day, you may think you've kind of won, but then you have to restart or even start further back because – you know, that person wasn't equipped or wasn't ready or wasn't right to begin with. And so that's certainly something as uh, as kind of a young leader still I'm having to learn that sometimes you just have to wait for the right time, for the right people. Um, and you're right, things aren't, even in the good times, aren't always good as they as they can seem. So patience is a, is a tough thing, but definitely something I'm learning. Yeah. Um, all right, number five, uh, remember past victories. And I think this goes right along hand in hand, Dustin, with um, being grateful. But but the people that let challenge change them and not choke them are the people that remember the past victories. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the things uh, that, that, you know, the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, we, we hear um, people trying to remember what God's done in their past so they can see what he's going to do in their future. I think um, it's not okay to live in the past, but it's definitely okay to celebrate the past. And mm. as leaders, and as just as people in general, we can celebrate what's happened and what we've led and what the people around us has done in the past if we feel like we're dying in the moment, because a lot of times that's the very thing we need to spur us to the future. Um, mm-hmm. And so, don't 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 be somebody that is afraid to look back, because when we look back, a lot of times we can um, use it as motivation. Um, to look forward and remember what's happened and what the people around us have accomplished. Yeah. Um, so, so going on a preacher moment here for a second, but I have been reading through um, the Psalms, and I find it so interesting, uh, especially from David, but there's uh, many of them in there, that um, the way that they can reconcile the hard place that they're in is generally at some point within the Psalm they go back 
and reference to something that God had, yeah. has done and has come through with them. And so, and I, and I, but I think that applies to leadership too, but you know, that can be a spiritual principle certainly, but also just as, as a leadership principle, you know, why, why are you in this to begin with? Why are you here? Why do you do what you do? Um, certainly, you know, comes back down to vision two, number two that we talked about, you know, keeping the goal in mind, but, you know, remembering how, um, the people around you came through, remembering how, um, great it feels to accomplish the goal, to accomplish the task. And from a Christian perspective, you know, remembering that God has come through multiple times before and say, so he will not leave you out to dry. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that, that's about it we have for today. Dustin, do you have, do you have anything to, anything to add? No, I think it's just, um, you know, love the challenge. I think, I think that's something I've had to try to rewire myself to, to even avoid complacency is to, uh, even when there are no challenges is to find some challenge myself, um, challenge those around me because that is where growth comes from. And honestly, uh, without challenges, people and organizations die. Uh, so, um, you know, look for the challenge, have some fun, you know, let's, let's be energetic and, 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 um, Let's, let's accomplish something. Yeah, I think for kind of my parting words, if there weren't challenges, we wouldn't need leaders. Um, and so, Ooh, dang, those, that's, that was worth the podcast. You should, y'all should just skip forward. Hit that, hit that up forward thirty second button a lot, to, and you could have gotten to that point. And no, I'm just that's kidding. Right. Um, but without challenges, we wouldn't need, we wouldn't need leaders. And so, when those challenges come, know that this is your time. This is your time, husband, father, um, leader, manager. Whatever you're doing, if you lead a small group at your church, whatever it is, when challenges come, that is your time. And without those times, you wouldn't be needed. And so that is just validation that you are needed for such a time as this. So don't lose heart. Let the challenge change you. Don't let it choke you. Don't let it make you quit because better times are, are ahead. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next week. Next, no, next, not, not next week. What am I, what am I talking month. about? Next month. Hey, heck, we might give a bonus episode next week, Dustin. Boom. For free. Drop Boom. it like it's hot, baby. Keep hitting refresh. This, this whole thing. Like, that's actually going to be one of our podcasts. Things that haven't been said from the 90s. Uh, there you go. Hashtag <laughs> next up podcast. Everybody have a great month or a great week, and we'll see you really soon. Thank you, thank you everybody. Thank you. Thank you.